Welcome home. I'm so glad you decided to join us today for Church at Home, and I would love to extend a special welcome to anyone new to the family. My hope is that this next 30 minutes will provide you with hope and good news. So prepare your heart to receive it. Set down the things that beep, chirp, or buzz at you, and take a deep breath and release the stress and craziness you have been holding in. Gather friends or family around you, or contact someone over the phone and watch with them. And just let the words, music, and prayers encourage and strengthen your soul as we have church at home together. Today we are going to be talking about how God promises to provide a sacrifice. And if you have any questions, want to get involved, or let us know that you are here, just text HelloCore to 474747 and we will get in touch with you. And if this is helpful to you, please consider clicking the like and subscribe buttons and ring the bell for notifications. We are a church that seeks to transform lives with the resurrected power of Jesus. And there are a lot of great things happening, but we'll come back to them at the end. Right now, let's gather together for a time of praise and worship. Kingdom 
nothing can stand against What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus Hello! Welcome to Church at Home whenever you are watching or listening to us and wherever you are. My name is Anna and I'm one of the leaders here at Church at Home. My husband Greg and I want to welcome you into our home for church. If this is your first time checking us out, welcome. And if you worship with us regularly, welcome back this week. We begin with the words Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the most important commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. Many Christian services have a time for reciting a creed. A creed is simply a compilation of the beliefs of a group. As Christians, one of our creeds is called the Apostles' Creed. Please join me in saying this statement of belief. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Again, thank you for joining us, especially if this is your first time. Shoot us a text to 474747 with the word Hello Core to let us know you're here. When you do that, a form will come to you with a place for you to ask questions. If there are any words you don't understand, any questions about the ideas you hear, please write them and send them to us. We would love to find time to talk more deeply about what you hear. We're in our second week of the Yes and Amen, God's Promises Fulfilled sermon series. Today we'll learn about promises only God can keep. Listen in with me. Well, welcome back for Church at Home. It's so good to see you in a nice flannel shirt. You're you looking know, sharp. I'm trying, I'm working it. I'm working it, you know. Yeah, I'm always in my uniform, you know. I know. Jeans, blue and check shirt. It just works, it you just know. It just works, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, one of those things. Well, How many of the blue shirts do you actually have? I have five. Okay. <laughs> one for Monday, each Tuesday, day. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yep, yep. There's one repeat in there, but it works. Okay, good, good. Yeah, and so. Sunday, you wear something else. Yeah, awesome. we're black every there you Sunday. Go. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of works. It's good to have a minute black. You Boom. got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, as we go on, you know, that whole uh, mm. uh, men in black, yeah, it's kind of like uh, the sermon series we're in. Yes. And amen. And amen. And it's because we find those things in Jesus. Yes, absolutely. Are his work really makes sense of everything that's going on in the whole Bible, especially when you get to weird stories like we're about to get to right now. Absolutely. I think when you look at Jesus and you look through the lens of Jesus mm -hmm. as you're looking at Scripture, uh, you begin to see some of the subtle and but powerful nuances that yeah. are there. And uh, just uh, amazing. So we're in this series called Yes and Amen. Um, the, the passage comes from 2 Corinthians 1.20. And it says this, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken to us to the glory of God. Mm -hmm. 
And so we're looking at these promises, and I have a question that we're going to start with. Uh, and that question is, um, does God have a guarantee for you? Does he have a guarantee for you? And so um, I don't know if you're this way, but you know, I go to the mailbox, and I go to the mailbox, and probably three times a week I find this envelope last chance yeah. <laughs> and it's the last chance for a a guarantee for my car that i will be able to not have to pay maintenance forever right well they're, they're asking me for a car that i had three cars ago right, <laughs> right. And i was like going get it together but god has a guarantee for me yeah. in this life and even the next absolutely so we're going to jump in today uh, to uh, Genesis again. We're going to be in chapter 22. For those of you who want to follow, uh, we're going to be taking a look at verse 1 through 14. And this is Abraham and the sacrifice of Isaac. And I'm telling you what, um, this story has caused more nightmares for children as they've read it. Absolutely. Um, it's caused more struggle for parents. But if you look at it in context of where it's pointing to, it begins to make a lot more sense. So let's go ahead and yeah. jump into it. And I think some of the context before you read this, um, it's real important to go, um, who is Abraham? Right. He's a guy that was promised through you, I will bless all of the whole world. Absolutely. And he waits and he's 100 years old and he's finally had his firstborn son. Now that, that, can you imagine me, 100 years old, parents that are young parents out there, you're going, you're barely making it through uh, at 20s and 30s or 40s. Can you imagine 100 years old and having your first yeah. child? Yeah. And, and now we come to this story and it, everything gets thrown over, you know, in confusion. And so we'll see what God does. Mm -hmm. So after these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And Abraham said, here I am. God said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac, and he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went both of them together. And Isaac said to his father, Abraham, my father. And Abraham said, here I am, my son. Isaac said, behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering. Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. And when they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand, took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you've not withheld your son, your only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, 
Behind him was a ram caught in the thicket Mm. by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Quite a story. Quite a story. And honestly, as you read it, I have to tell you, I've heard this hundreds of times. My hands started to sweat with nervousness about this story. It just seems so out of the ordinary. Who's going to take their son uh, and take them onto the mountain and sacrifice them? And so, you know, it's a very perplexing and and difficult story at glance, but we've got to look at the context of all of Scripture and then take a look at it just a little bit. So Abraham, in short, is taking his son Isaac, um, his firstborn son, uh, to a mountain to be sacrificed. Now, we look at this and we have to take a look at context of, of what Genesis is trying to pull off here. And and Genesis is a book of the Bible that states that God's story is different than all the other stories in culture around uh, this group of people that have been chosen. So there are lots of other little g-gods out there Mm -hmm. that there are these stories that are told uh, about and customs that people would live with. And so child sacrifice in those days would have been a norm. And so we look at this today and we're going like, no way. Yeah. And I think of my baby son who's now well in his 30s getting ready to have a child thinking about being asked by God to do something like that. But, but the reality is, is we sacrifice mm. our children all the time in our culture, don't we? We sacrifice them to convenience. Right. We sacrifice them to um, what we think is our best life now. Mm-hmm. Um, we sacrifice them on the altar of our success. Um, So everybody serves a God Mm -hmm. and that God will demand something of you. Mm -hmm. The question is, will he be able to deliver? Will he give you a guarantee that actually will last and run the distance? Yeah. You know, that guarantee that I got in the mail, well, it's always for the car that I used to have. I used to have a guarantee on my car for maintenance and um, it was for a hundred thousand miles. Well, um, the fine print said it's seven years or a hundred thousand miles. So I went at right at seven years to go get some work done and it wasn't guaranteed. Right. False. Yeah. It didn't run the distance. It didn't run the distance. God runs the distance. So let's take a look at this a little farther. Um, so Abraham takes his mountain to the, uh, his son to the mountain to be sacrificed. The writer wants you to know and honestly be horrified. Mm-hmm. And if you weren't horrified by the story, I'm so sorry. Maybe you need to read it again and understand what that's about. Um, it's, it, it just takes my breath away each time. And so who is this test for? Is it for Abraham? Uh, is it for uh, who there? Is it for us? Yeah. And I need to tell you that I'm a pretty faithful guy, but I would have a really difficult time at this level yeah. of taking my son, my only son, to do that. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, that's where some of the context for Abraham mm-hmm. is real important. Because if, if God had said, um, Abraham, I want you to, to test your faith, go in and kill your wife, he would have thought, you know, I had a bad pizza last night, I'm hallucinating, I'm not going to do that. So what was going on that Abraham goes, well, this actually makes some kind of logical sense? Well, the, the culture of the day is going to say the first 
is always God's. Yeah. And that first needs to be offered to God, whether it's fruits, vegetables, dates, whatever, um, lambs, all those things are God's. Yeah. And so there is that sacrifice that goes on there. And so we have to look at that cultural construct a little bit in order to understand the story. However, it is still horrifying. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's so good for the writer, who we believe is Moses, um, uh, that at the very beginning, he, he kind of gives you a warning light and says, hey, this is a test. This is only a test, right? Wah, yeah. wah, wah. And it's important for that. It is. And um, so we look at that and we see that, that Abraham is taking his son and we see that uh, this is uh, an offering that is to appease the gods, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that it, it, it is quite, quite horrifying. So the background is the key to understanding this story. The Genesis is a story of how Yahweh, God, is different than any other God. So what happens is he demands obedience and Abraham pulls off the obedience. Yeah. Uh, if you've read much more of the Old Testament, you're going to find out they had a problem with obedience. Well, I love that you said pulls off obedience. Yeah. Because he gets it right here. Mm-hmm. But he, he doesn't get it right much. No. I mean, just, he's a bonehead. He does some really bonehead. interesting things. Yeah, that's a kind way to say it. It is. Yeah. Um, he, and and I, I, I practice kindness. Yes. And so um, he does some really things that are very troublesome uh, and his obedience co- coefficient, as you will, is not always good. Right. And I would guarantee that your obedience coefficient is not always what you would like it to be and probably certainly not what God would want it to be. Yeah. So um, as we look at this, we see that Abraham trusts God and he does this thing. He goes up and he's obedient. And it's really about um, honoring God and worshiping him. And yeah. Our worship is a way of honoring God. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's doing this and he's honoring. I could imagine how excited he was the minute he took that knife up like this. And the angel said, now, pardon me, stop. Yeah. Um, he needed that. Yeah, absolutely. And so we see that he is obedient in this. And I can say that I'm sure Isaac was quite enthralled and happy that his father was obedient to the, to the, to the angel as well. Yeah. And then God provides, here it is again, mm-hmm. God provides the guarantee that he will lead us. And that guarantee is that ram that is stuck yeah. in the thicket. Yeah. And if you, if you think about it, rams don't get stuck very often. No. no. It's, not a, it's not a really... Um, it's not a good thing that that would happen right? because um, the population of rams would go down very quickly. Yeah, and the reality is, is that that ram is caught in a thicket for a purpose and an action of God to provide yeah. for this situation. So the ram is sacrificed. We go on and we see that on this mountain, God provides and he provides the ultimate sacrifice later in future generations. And that's when we flip over to the other reading that we are reading today, and that's in Mark chapter 8, verse 31. And in that, we see that Jesus is having to tell others that he is going to be sacrificed and killed. And everybody's going, no, Peter, right. come on, what about it? Yeah. You know, uh, we got this going on. So really, Jesus is saying in this situation, 
I am going to be the ram that is caught in the thicket on your behalf. Yeah. And I am going to guarantee your safe travel from this world as you live mm -hmm. into the next by my sacrifice. Yeah. And I am going to go to this cross. Your sins are going to be forgiven and you are going to have the guarantee given of eternal life given to you as you follow him. So Jesus does something that's absolutely amazing here. He is so obedient, even obedient unto death. He, you know, he is obedient where you can't be obedient. Right. And, and I know that in my personal experience in life, when I am struggling with an obedience issue, it usually is a love issue. Yeah. Do I love the Lord with all that I have at that moment, that I can be obedient unto him. Yeah. And so when my obedient coefficient goes down, it's usually a love struggle that I'm struggling with something else that I might be placing in front of God. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as we're looking at this passage and we're looking at your obedience and God's guarantee I'm sure that Isaac and Abraham did not see that God was going to fulfill the promise at that moment. And you, as you're struggling in your own obedience issues, wonder if you, in fact, um, are going to make it through that. Well, Jesus takes on the lack of your love, and he takes it on for himself to show you perfect love as he goes to the cross for you. And that um, does something for my faith that helps me walk through day in and day out life. Yeah. That Jesus is so obedient where I am disobedient. He loves the Father so much that he can do nothing but the will of the Father. That's right. And so what looks like a catastrophe on the cross becomes power in the resurrection. Absolutely. What looks like a catastrophe as he's on the cross taking his last breath, he conquers it. Yeah. And is obedient for you and I. So when you're having a love problem, ask Jesus to come and give you his obedience because you and I are human, we sin, we fail, and we need his obedience to jump in us in the power of the Spirit, to walk further and on with Him. And, and that's the guarantee that says yes and amen. And amen. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Thank you, Pastor Ron, for sharing God's heart with us today. If this has touched your heart and you have questions about Jesus as your sacrifice, please use the feedback form to reach out and we will contact you to talk further. As Christians, we have a God who hears and forgives. We like to take time in our service to examine our hearts and confess to Him. I wonder, are there times this week when your heart has been restless? Times when you haven't gone to God but to other people, things or substances to meet your needs? Times you haven't trusted God's mighty power to meet your needs? Take a few moments to reflect on this week and confess those things to God.
let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Almighty God, creator of all, you marvelously made us in your image, but we have corrupted ourselves and damaged your likeness by rejecting your love and hurting our neighbors. We have done wrong and neglected to do right. We are sincerely sorry and heartily repent of our sins. Cleanse us and forgive us by the sacrifice of your son. Remake us and lead us by your spirit, the comforter. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, whose steadfast love is as great as the heavens are high above the earth, remove our sins from us. As far as the east is from the west, strengthen our life in his kingdom and keep us upright to the last day. Through Jesus Christ, our merciful high priest. Amen. I want you to know that God loves you and meets you no matter how far away you feel today with words of welcome. Listen to these words of Jesus to all who turn to him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. These words remind us of the truth that Jesus is the one who loves us greatly. As a result of his care, we can then care for each other. We say, the peace of the Lord be always with you, and also with you. As we say the word peace, we realize that the world is greatly lacking in peace right now. We hear of bad news everywhere. Our hearts are heavy until we remember that God loves us and he desires to have a relationship with us. We can turn to him with all our needs and wants, and he both hears and answers our prayers. Join me in praying to this God. Father, we pray that you will lead the nations of the world in the ways of peace, guide their leaders in wisdom and truth for the safety and good of all. Father, we pray for our own country. For America, we do pray that there would be peace. We pray that you would calm the voices of strife and discontent, and that you would help each one of us to be peacemakers in the circles where we are. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ our Lord. Pour out on your whole church the spirit of unity and truth. May all who confess your holy name agree in the truth of your word, live in loving unity, and serve you with holy and righteous lives. God, we do pray for the church. We pray for each one of us as members of your church, that we would um, share good news with each other, share good news with the world, with those we work with, those we interact with, that we would be known as people of hope and good news. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, comfort and sustain everyone who in this fleeting life is in sorrow, need, sickness, or any other distress. Add the names of those that you are praying for. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us pray as our Savior Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
May the Holy Trinity make us strong in faith and love, defend us on every side, and guide us in truth and peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among us and remain with us forever. Amen.
Thank you so much for joining us today. I mentioned earlier that we are a community that seeks to transform lives with the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. And as we close, I would like to share a way to connect into our family. If you are interested in connecting with us in this way or learning more, please text HelloCore to 474747 and we will connect with you. Our core groups are continuing to grow and reach many different people in different ways. These groups really try to dive deep together and we would love to find the right group for you. Thank you so much for taking this time to join us and we look forward to seeing you again next week.